Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and I hope you're all having a wonderful day. I'm excited to record this episode today. We are going to be talking about the Gears 5 game. (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that, but we're going to be talking about Gears 5 today, and I'm basically just going to give you guys my... uh, I don't want to call it a review. I want to call it like a recap because I'm not a journalist. I'm not writing any of this stuff down. I'm literally just going off the top of my head. Uh, you know, I I, <laughs> I hope you all enjoy it, really. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun episode. I think you're going to enjoy it. I plan on doing more things like this. I want to. Um, I really do enjoy playing games and then talking about them. And then maybe if you played it, you might agree with me, you might disagree, or if you were interested, maybe I'll get you to play a game. Who knows? You know, with Xbox Game Pass and, you know, it being the holidays, games are on sale. So hopefully we can get a couple episodes out and maybe uh, have some people try some games. I hope you all are having a wonderful week. I'm recording this on Thursday, December 17th, and tomorrow is the season finale of Mandalorian. So we will be talking about that very soon. Um, there will be spoilers, of course, so uh, just keep in mind, uh, if you listen to the episode, we will be going over everything. Um, I hope you all are just being safe out there. Uh, I just did my second COVID test, so hopefully I come back negative. Um, I hope everyone's going to have excited for the holidays. You know, I know it's a very weird time of the year. Uh, you know, well, a whole year that we've had in general, right? <laughs> so um, I just... I hope that the podcast has brought you at least a couple smiles, maybe some laughs. Uh, I've been truly blessed to be able to create a podcast and share it with the world and people actually listen. Uh, (laughs) It blows my mind away every day, but I'm extremely grateful for it. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, Once again, if you want to participate in Instagram polls, you can follow us on Instagram at It Just Works Podcasts. If you have any suggestions, you want to be on the show, critiques, you hate the show, feedback, anything. You can email us at G- on our Gmail. That is itjustworkspod at gmail.com. Once again, that is itjustworkspod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, so let's just get into it. Let's cue the intro. everyone welcome into the show i'm your host ryan and this is the it just works podcast and i gotta tell you what i never get tired of that intro song there's something about it and uh, as my cousin jared said it reminds me of ruinscape a little bit um i hope you all are doing well um i am excited to do today's episode i'm basically going to uh do a review slash recap as i say in the intro i'm not really a journalist but i just kind of wanted to give my thoughts on gears 5 um yeah, so uh, the reason why I'm doing this now is Gears 5, with the release of the Series X and Series S, had a next-gen update. I didn't finish the campaign when I played the game last year, and truth be told, uh, when the game released last year, it was it was not a good game. <laughs> it just it wasn't the horde. Um, probably the most the thing that stands out the most for me as a problem was characters had classes, you know, so like. Marcus Phoenix is, uh, he has the veteran skill. 
Um, but all those skills in that class are tied to him and his character. So if you joined a lobby, um, you either couldn't play as uh, duplicates or when they re- later on released like the Carmines, you couldn't even play as Benjamin and Anthony because they weren't tied to a class. Um, it was just all bad. I, I seriously it ruined Horde. And it's one of my favorite modes because it's just fun to sit there and play with friends and just knock out waves of enemies. Um, there is things they did do that are like quality of life improvements as you know, that phrase gets thrown out, thrown around a lot. Uh, you can press LB and RB at the same time at the end of a wave. If you're ready to speed up the process and keep the fight going, um, it's really cool. So you don't have to prep if you don't want to, but they also added, um, like D pad perks to every character. So like you can do more assault rifle damage. You can do get more health. There's a cooldown for your ultimate ability and then some other random ability. Um, so they added that, which is really cool. And then power taps, which give you more resources on the map. So it's more ground to cover. Um, so there's definitely things they did. They added that I thought were cool. Um, but just, just the way the game launched, it was terrible. Like you, um, the other thing I'm forgetting too is, uh, your characters had set weapon loadouts and that's all they could get from the fabricator. So like if I played as a meal from Halo reach, I couldn't uh, get a lance or assault rifle. Like I literally, unless a, uh, another player traded it to me or the, um, actually, yeah, they don't even spawn with them. The drones don't even spawn with them in the multiplayer. It's just the campaign. Um, so you couldn't even get a lancer and it's just things like that really made me not like playing the game The you know, the first uh, year it was out. Uh, the campaign, I watched most of the cutscenes online. Actually, I watched the entire game movie online before I even, um, you know, played it. I think I played like a couple chapters and got bored. <laughs> so it wasn't good. And to, to kind of give you guys an idea of, you know, what kind of Gears fan I am. I've been playing the Gears of War game since, excuse me, the original... Uh, released in 2006, the original Gears of War game. Uh, I've been a massive fan ever since that game. I still think this is the best third-person shooter ever made. Uh, It's one of the best franchises out there. But in my personal opinion, it's also a franchise that didn't need to go on. You know, I thought once they, you know, finished Gears of War 3, like, we were good. You know, like, um, you know, I think, honestly, at this point in the franchise, they're better off doing the Phoenix Collection, which is a lo- what a lot of fans have been talking about in the community. And it's basically like the Master Chief Collection where they bring back all three games. And then I would say for Gears, the way the games play, I would say kind of go the uh, Gears of War Ultimate Edition route and uh, remaster one set multiplayer. So like remaster the Gears 3 multiplayer completely like from the ground up and every single map that ever came out between the three games. Uh, I just think that would be great. You know, bring all the weapons into one game characters, skins for those characters, uh, you know, all the maps, DLC maps, uh, like I said, weapons, everything, just bring it all in one, uh, one box, you know, ship it with the three campaigns completely remastered and then uh, remaster the same thing, the horde mode from gears of war three, and then add all the maps and items to that. And then the beast mode, just completely completely remaster that as well. I still think till this day, that's what they should have done. And I still hope they do it because the story they're really trying to tell 
in Gears 5 is cool, but it's not good. So <laughs> I'll explain myself right now. So you mainly play as Kate. Uh, in Gears 4, you find out, and there's I'm going to talk about spoilers. The game's been out for a year. Um, just understand that, you know, to tell to tell my experience, I kind of have to go into spoilers a little bit. Um, so in Gears 4, at the end, you find out that Kate, she has a necklace. She has a locust necklace on. And you basically find out that she's the uh, granddaughter of the queen from the original trilogy, Queen Mira. Uh, no one knows that for sure, but it's, it's pretty damn obvious. <laughs> um, and... Most of us that guessed that were completely right. And uh, so it, she's on a mission with Dell to basically find out what's going on because she's having these headaches uh, where she sees the swarm. And then at one point in the game, she literally gets connected to the swarm characters uh, when she's going to see her uncle Oscar and then kills him um, herself just inside the body of a warden. And uh, she basically blows his brains out. It's intense. You don't see that part, but you can tell. And uh, so she's on a secret mission. Uh, but before that happens, uh, J.D. Phoenix, the son of Marcus Phoenix, uh, apparently fired on a squad of civilians or something like that. And they, no one likes him. He called the Hammer of Dawns out to risk his life to save others. But uh, doing that, uh, Lizzie Carmine, a brand new character introduced from the Carmine family. Uh, dies in that process so the the game just i like it just it just does so much random shit that's like why are we doing this like you know if you played the original trilogy the campaigns there was such a finesse to it like they just they really did such a good job of telling the story and progressing through it and uh creating likable characters and characters you can really feel for you know dom uh till this day is probably one of the best characters in video games Especially when it comes to like a co-op teammate, you know, like a partner. Uh, that dude has gone through so much. And then, you know, when he dies in Gears of War 3, it's like the saddest shit. But, um, you know, I just... So, you know, uh, to basically backtrack a little bit. So that's what they're doing, right? That's the beginning of the game. And then, like I said, Kate kills her uncle. And then she has to go on a wild goose chase, basically, in a free roam section of the game. Where you are basically using a paragliding sled type deal called a skiff. And you go through some open world sections that have side missions. And I thought this part, honestly, for the most part, was actually pretty cool. I like the idea of it. It's just, you know, the game at this point is still technically interesting in my opinion. I really enjoyed what I was doing. I had some questions, but I didn't hate it, right? So... You go to New Hope, which is a facility from Gears of War 2, where you find out that a doctor was uh, basically making uh, human-locust hybrids. And in that game, you fought the Sires, which you do a little bit in here. But the point of them going is to meet Niles, who is the doctor. And Kate is trying to basically uh, get rid of this connection she has to the Swarm. And you kind of go through this facility, which was really cool. Definitely uh, taking it back to Gears 2 which has an incredible campaign, one of my favorites ever made. Um, so it was really cool to experience that. So she get, she does get disconnected from the swarm, but in doing so, she wakes up the queen that the swarm has, which is her dead mom. So it's like, honestly, just saying that out loud, I don't understand how that works. Um, 
and then <laughs> you escape the facility. Uh, Niles is dead for good, and you kill this matriarch, which is like a berserker from the original Gears trilogy. Um, this thing is somehow connected to the queen, but you kill her, or you kill it. And um, honestly, I don't really want to talk about the entire story. Like, I'm not here to spoil it. Um, if you do enjoy storytelling and just, you know, you want to play the game for yourself, I recommend it. But my issue with the campaign itself is we get to a, a desert part in the um, the campaign and Kate and Dell, like, you know, uh, you know, JD comes to meet up with him, w- meet up with them to help them, even though they hate his guts. Um, and they basically kind of take a 180 and go from like, you know, recognizing that they might need help or like being kind to each other, or, you know, just... I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe it. It bothers me so much. But basically, if you've ever heard somebody say, oh, you know, like the writing for characters was bad in Game of Thrones in the last two seasons. Like, for instance, spoilers for Game of Thrones if you haven't watched it. But this is like the the thing I can think of the most. Um, You know, in the last season, uh, Jamie Lannister, after, you know, he makes love to Brienne of Tarth, uh, you would think that they would stay together. Like... Jamie's character arc was amazing and it's all led up to this point. Now they're together and he still leaves her behind to go be with Cersei in King's Landing and then die with her for nothing. Like they they literally die for nothing. It's so fucking stupid. And it's like a complete 180 for that character. Like he had such an amazing story arc that led him up to that moment for him to literally turn his back on the story they made for him and then go to King's Landing. So I don't know if you've ever heard anyone say that or talk about the way that characters are written in a story, but basically everyone starts acting like a bunch of assholes, like they all hate each other. And I I just, I don't understand what they're doing. I don't understand why they act this way, but basically it feels like the first part of the campaign. So like the first uh, two acts were like written by people who like Gears of War and are trying to tell a slightly different story. And I kind of got behind it for the most part. Like I really didn't hate it. Like I, I enjoyed it. And then the last two acts are utter dog shit. Like, you know, the action's good, right? Um, you know, the gameplay, they always get that right in Gears. There's no question about it. But it's like the storytelling. It's like the decisions that were made and we're like, why Why are we doing this? Um, there's a character. There's a character death. Uh, we don't know which one's canon yet because you have the option to choose between two characters. Uh, I thought that part was cool. Uh, depending on which one you choose, um, I personally believe one more scenario is way more emotional. So I thought that was cool. Um, you know, I would say that when it comes to the Gears 5 campaign, to, you know, long story short, when it comes to that, because I, I really don't want to give too much away for people that may still want to play it. Um, like, it's cool. But it's nothing near the trilogy, and it really makes you wonder why they went the direction they did. Um, one of the other things I can think of and compare it to before we move on to the multiplayer is, I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid, believe it or not, I actually really didn't like playing as the Arbiter in Halo 2. I, for whatever reason, really hated it, and I wanted to play as Chief. Um, I didn't like them adding like a different protagonist like that, where you completely play as the other one. You know, 
Kind of like uh, Halo 5 with Spartan Lock, which is utter bullshit till this day. Uh, they kind of did the same thing here, though. Like, once you play as JD in the first part of the act, I believe. I believe I don't know if it's the whole first act that you play as JD, but once you're done playing as him, you play as Kate the rest of the game, the entire way. And I just don't think it was right of them to do that. They should have wrote the game based off JD still and, you know, building up his character. I thought they did a really good job with him. Um, at the beginning, like I thought I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like I'm excited to do this. You know, see what happens with this character. And I just felt like they really missed their mark. Uh, I don't know why they did it that the way they did. So I'd say the campaign's cool, but if you're more interested in story alone and maybe not gameplay, I honestly recommend watching the cutscenes instead of experiencing the game itself, the, 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 the campaign itself. That's honestly what I believe. Um, I will say with the next-gen update, you know, the game looks absolutely flawless. Like, seriously, it looks insane. It looks so beautiful. Um, so they did a really good job with that. So the year one multiplayer was kind of boring. Is you know the last two Gears of War games have been so focused on like esports and like people use lancers all the time instead of shotgunning like the good old days. And I'm not saying you can't use a lancer at all, but like people would seriously just sit back and do nothing but lancer each other, and it's so boring. So I would say that's really how the game felt. Oh, there's my air freshener. Um, I would say that's how the game really felt when it came out. But with the last couple operations, which is their like season passes, where they make uh, huge changes to the game, I would say they really um, have kind of buckled down really well in the multiplayer. They nerfed the Lancer so it doesn't do so much damage. Uh, there's a lot more recoil to it. So shooting it from far range really... It's helpful, but honestly, it's not going to do a lot. And then the shotgun... Uh, I think the shotgun feels really good. Um, if you've played a Gears of War game and if you've experienced them updating the game, then you know that the shotgun changes either are great or they suck. <laughs> so uh, I would say this shotgun is more consistent than I think I've ever experienced. I think they've really done a good job of trying to really balance the shotgun. They also brought back 4v4 multiplayer in the ranked modes for King of the Hill and Team Deathmatch. And I absolutely love it. We haven't seen 4v4s, I believe, since Gears 1 or Gears 2. I don't remember. I know Gears 1 had 4v4, but I don't remember if Gears 5 added the 5v5. But it was really cool to play with smaller teams. It uh, feels way more grounded and balanced, to be honest. Adding that fifth member really seems to break the momentum to an extent, in my opinion. And uh, when there's only four people on a team, it actually does provide a lot more opportunities to take out the whole team um, if you are a skilled player or have explosives. So I kind of enjoy that a lot more. I would say the multiplayer at its current state is absolutely incredible and worth your time. Um, they are always adding limited time modes. Like right now you can do one shot, one kill with the snipers. And they also have a gears miss mode um, where you shoot snowballs at a boom shots. Uh, so you could also play that, and then they the horde mode. They have a uh, you know a juvie jingle mode where it's like a holiday horde mode of twenty waves of melee focused enemies and stuff. It's really cool. I recommend it. And then uh, as I was saying, as you heard me say, is Gearsmas. Um, it's the Christmas event for Gears right now. Um, they have a lot of really cool uh, stuff you can buy in the shop, which I think are for pretty decent prices. And then. If you complete all the Christmas challenges, you get a Santa 
old man Santa looking Marcus Phoenix. And I got to say, um, I'm pretty impressed with the legendary skin that I give you for free. Like it looks clean, looks very clean. And uh, speaking of the store, I would, I'd like to stop there real quick and talk about how like money hungry. It felt like the company was, it felt like they were so focused on their microtransactions when the game first came out. And for honestly, like most of the first year and it really sucked. And it was really sad to see um, with operation four, because I think we're on operation five. Um, the last operation before this one, they fixed the store and the whole currency across the board in the game. So now with the gold that you earn, you know, playing the game, completing challenges, um, you can buy character skins, all the unlockables you can, you can craft with the gold. You can, you know, spend your money or you can, you know, pay iron, which is the microtransaction currency. Um, but they give you a lot of gold. So if you save it up, it's really not that bad. I would say you get it at a very decent rate. And then they also made everything available. So that was the other dumb thing too. Like if you wanted to craft an old skin, if it was from a certain operation, which once again is their season pass, you wouldn't be able to craft it. Like you would have to, you couldn't, you just couldn't get it. So now they made everything available. Um, When characters first got released, when the game came out, they had these things called totems, which um, made you complete challenges to unlock characters for free which was stupid as shit because the chat like it seriously took forever like i don't even think i I had a rom totem and i never finished it like it was terrible and what else they do um they also have the escape mode which introduced new characters mac keegan and lonnie um you basically get captured by a snatcher and go inside an escape or the hive and you basically plant a bomb from the inside and you have to literally escape and you have a certain time limit to do it. You have very limited ammo. You have to work as a team to get through them. And then people, people can also make custom uh, escape maps. And I thought that was very cool too. Uh, definitely something different. I, I would say it's a pretty fun game mode to play with friends. Um, nothing to really freak out about. I haven't honestly gone back to play it since the next gen update. Um, you know, it, it's fun. It's definitely fun to have that extra game mode. But I'd say Gears 5 at its best and the most bang for your buck are playing the Horde mode and multiplayer mode, which if you have Game Pass or if you see Gears on sale, I highly recommend the purchase of this game. Uh, they just did a really good job with the last couple operations and this next-gen update. This game feels more like uh, Gears of War 3 and 2 than Gears of War 4 ever did. Uh, I seriously am impressed with the changes they've made with this game because as a longtime Gears fan, I'm telling you what, I almost wrote off the franchise. Seriously, it's it not, you know, this game, sorry, not the franchise, but wrote off this game like I'm just not going to play it. And it really it sucks to say that, you know, because um, Gears of War 1, 2, and 3 brought me so many incredible memories. And then Gears of War Ultimate Edition, which, you know, the Coalition made as well. Uh, I just, seriously, they're incredible games, and if you've never played any of them, please go back and play them. I highly recommend it, and uh, that's pretty much my recap of Gears of War 5. Um, You know, one of the things I wanted to talk about real quick before I completely finish is the fact that they actually brought in Halo characters, (laughs) so I wasn't really interested in this game from most of the preview footage we saw, you know, they focused on escape way too much, in my opinion, at, at an E3 demo. But then, like, a few weeks before the game came out, or a month or 
about a month, they released the trailer and they showed a collaboration DLC pack with that came with the ultimate edition of the game, which if you have game pass ultimate, you get for free. Um, you know, you got noble, you got noble team. <laughs> you got Emil from Halo reach and cat from Halo reach to be playable characters in horde and multiplayer. And let me tell you, I've always wanted to see uh, Spartans in third person, and it is so badass till this day to see these characters in the game. Although it is insane to see them get chopped in half or blown up into pieces. Uh, That's a little much, but (laughs) um, I thought that was a really cool collaboration, so really hats off to uh, the Coalition in 343 on that. I thought they did such a good job of translating those characters into the game. And you'll have to excuse me, but I almost forgot to that uh, Gears 5 this week launched the Hive Busters expansion campaign. So um, those escape characters I was talking to you about, Mac, Keegan, and Lonnie, uh, we get to play basically a prequel um, story, uh, just a short little campaign on how their team came together and how they got formed into a team. Uh, Hoffman is back in the campaign itself, and that was really, really cool to see. Uh, Hoffman, Colonel Hoffman is such a badass character. I hope they make him playable soon. Uh, so the, I looked at the price yesterday just to double check, but once again, with game pass ultimate, you get it for free and I'm sorry, I am bouncing back and forth, but I just remembered it at the end. Um, the expansion pass or the expansion pack is 20 bucks for the campaign. And if you beat the campaign, you basically get their character skins that are in the campaign because they're more armored variants of the characters. And I beat the campaign on intermediate, which I believe is medium or heroic, depending on your references. I don't know. I have to double check the difficulties, but I'm pretty sure it's just like a medium difficulty. Nothing crazy. I was just here to enjoy it. I beat it in one hour and 53 minutes. Uh, they claim that it's a three-hour campaign, and for some of them, it will be. Um, there is things I probably missed, like collectibles. Uh, playing it at a higher difficulty will net you some extra achievements that I did not receive myself, but they're like 10, 10 achievement points or something. Um, so the best way I could put it is it's not worth 20 bucks. I would say it's worth maybe 10 bucks. Um the fact is that I almost beat it in two. I mean, I beat it in less than two hours and I wasn't even trying to go through it. Like I was just playing it in one session and I just kept playing it and kept going. Right. I would say that the environment and the character building they did and the story they created was extremely well done. Uh, it was, is very, very fun to play it. I had a good time. And once again, the environment, you were on an Island and it's all tropical, but it's also a volcanic Island. So you got to see lava and I am, I am a huge sucker for having those different type of locales in video games. Uh, I like to see different environments in my games. Like Halo goes from the desert, you know, when you're on the ring, to the snow, to the jungle. I mean, it could be anything like that. And I, I love that in any video game. Seriously, it's the best. Uh, Forerunner structures, all that crap. So they did that here with the Hive Busters DLC. But my issue is the way they ended it. So the objective of the uh, Team Scorpio, which is who you play as, is to basically, like that escape mode, uh, destroy the hive from inside a facility. And you basically go back and forth trying to do that. Then you go on some other 
quick side quest, which is really cool. But it basically it leads you back up to this moment where you destroy the hive. But at the end of it, you know, spoilers real quick. Uh, once again, spoilers for the Hive Busters DLC. But at the end of it, you don't even do it. <laughs> like it's literally a cutscene of them gearing up to destroy the hive. And that's basically the prequel story to these escape characters. And this is what leads them up to the escape game mode that's in the main game. And I, I really didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy that last part. I thought that was ridiculous. I couldn't believe they did that. I just thought that was such a mistake. Um, they should have, you know, maybe um, added like another 30 minutes of gameplay. Just us destroying the hive. Like, I don't know why we would go through this entire process to technically not even do what the story was about. And <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm nitpicking at this point. But I can tell you everything beforehand was amazing. There's like a new tropical, like, um, you know, the, the locals of these islands, you know, have a god. And it's like a bird, reptile, beast thing. I don't know what it is. It's called the Wataku or something like that. Uh, so you fight that thing. And that was a really cool fight. Like, I really enjoyed that fight with that creature. Um, you know, like I said, the characters, you know, Lonnie, Mac, and Keegan, you get some backstory to them. Thought that was cool. You got to see Colonel Hoffman. You got to see Hannah, which is uh, the Coltrane's daughter. You know, very bunch of likable characters. Very cool to see them fleshed out a little bit, and you know, new one, new ones introduced. But I got to tell you, like that ending really ruined it for the most part. Like I don't see myself ever going back to play it. And maybe that's something they're okay with. Maybe they, they designed it that way. But uh, thankfully, you know, with Game Pass Ultimate. You can get Gears 5, the Halo pack, the Hive Busters expansion, and then I believe a WWE pack, which is actually pretty cool. Um, you know, weird, but cool. Um, all for free, you know, through Game Pass. So um, if you have that subscription, go check it out. Uh, this is basically my recap of Gears 5. I do believe the game is very good as it stands. You know, I would tell you a year ago to stay away from it. Um, but with the last two operations and then the next gen title update and the Christmas event, I got to tell you, this game really stepped it up and I really do believe that they've done a good job. Uh, the coalition's done an amazing job to kind of bring gears back to, um, it's true fans and the fans that really built the franchise up. Cause I felt like they were going a little bit too far away from that. And I won't lie to you. I am excited to see what they do with gears of war six. I just hope that they, kind of go back to maybe JD or Marcus with the gear six campaign. Um, maybe focus on them again. I don't, I don't know what their plan is for the campaign in gear six, but I really hope it's not about Kate again. She's just too negative And I just didn't really enjoy her outlook on everything. Like, I don't know. Just like the fact that she's a corporal and she's giving orders to JD, who's a Lieutenant. Or, I'm sorry, a captain? No, he's a lieutenant. And then Marcus Phoenix, who himself is a sergeant. Like, there's just... I don't know. They're just, like, breaking, you know, the chain of command. And it's just, like... They're just making decisions that, in my opinion, didn't really make sense. So, uh, that's... As I said, that's my recap of Gears 5. If you have Game Pass, or if you're a Gears fan, now is the time to pick up the game. I can't recommend it enough. Um, I appreciate all of you listening to this episode. I will talk to you guys again very soon about, you know, we're going to talk about the Mandalorian and I'm, I'm just really, really looking forward to it and I'll talk to you guys soon. So have a good weekend and I'll see you guys back on Tuesday.
Bye.